Has the spark gone out of your relationship? Maybe you need to inject a little bit of romance. In this episode, we'll talk about romance and how you can bring a relationship back to life with the help of a little spark. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan Landis, and I'm not very romantic, but I'm here with Miranda Marquit, who is also not very romantic, from what I understand. So we're going to talk today about romance. It sounds like a great idea. It's a learning experience. It's, it's a way for us to learn along with our audience. Yeah, let's go with that. Learn together. Romance is a good thing in a relationship, and all it really is is being what you want your partner to be. And romance has a lot of definitions, and it could mean different thing to different people. How important is romance in a relationship? There's an article here from Marriage.com, right? Marriage.com is talking about how romance is one of the most crucial elements to happiness in relationships. So yeah, (laughs) so apparently it's a big thing. It's a big deal. It goes on to say romance needs to be a normal and necessary part of our lives. So I guess romance is a big thing. Most people expect it in their relationships. And you can actually, I guess, fall out of love if you don't have the romance to keep that spark going. Very interesting. And it's a huge part of a successful relationship, but it means different things to different people. Like we said, what does it mean? How do you find out what it means? Because sometimes people don't always tell you the truth. I mean, a lot of us, when we think of romance, right, we're thinking of like the movies, I guess. I don't watch a lot of romantic movies, but when I have watched romantic movies or romantic comedies or whatever, there seem to be like candles and flowers involved and and gifts and, and things of that nature. And actually, when I think about that sort of thing, it, you know, I mean, I do like receiving flowers, but it's not like... I, How does it I, make I you know. feel when you receive flowers? Happy. I, I, I feel about the same when somebody sends me flowers as I do when I buy my own flowers as I do when... So I had a good friend of mine send me flowers as a housewarming when I first moved out here. And we're not romantically involved. She's a good friend of mine. We go to lunch and stuff when I'm in Philadelphia. But she sent me flowers and it, I felt happy. But I didn't feel any less any different like when I go and buy my own flowers or Hmm. when a romantic partner sends me flowers, it all, it just makes me happy. I like flowers. (laughs) So, so I mean, (laughs) if you're my romantic partner and you want to put me in a good mood, then yes, send me flowers, but it's not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to suddenly melt into your arms or anything. It'll just put me in a better mood. I see. Well, sometimes even that is a good thing. Yes. We were talking with a friend the other day because we were recording an episode of Adulting TV Live. She said that you should try the love languages. Yeah, the love languages. And that's been recommended to me many times over the years. There are five love languages and what I guess a love language is. And there's been a book about this concept. And of course, it's explained in a lot of detail. We're going to go very quickly through the five emotional love languages to explain what they are and give you an idea of some examples. Of course, there could be there could be more too, based on how you feel about yourself and the things that are important to you. So a love language is what you like, what way communication is expressed to you that you feel the most romantic about. I guess that's a good way to put it. Is that how you'd explain it? 
Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's things that say love to you, right? And then that you value most in a relationship, I guess. Sure. So one of those things, one of those five love languages is words of affirmation. What does that mean? Compliments. Uh, if you like receiving compliments, and that makes you fill up with this idea of just well-being and goodness and positive thoughts, and it makes you swoon when someone tells you, that you are, you know, the greatest at something, or you do really well at something, or you look great in something, or just a positive aspect of your being. When that is what speaks to you and just makes you feel the best about yourself, then perhaps words of affirmation is one of your love languages or your primary love language. So yeah, and another love language is the one that I, I took this test, I took this quiz and found out that the number one thing that I like of love languages is quality time. So that's just like spending actual quality time with your partner, you know, just spending quality time, you know, not... So what's not quality time for you? Yeah, to me it's, yeah, to me it's when you're not distracted by other things. So it's like when you have time to devote to each other, it can be 10 minutes of just uninterrupted time talking about your day or doing something you like together or something like cooking dinner together and being able to do something like that together or going on a getaway or whatever. So to me, actually spending good quality time is more important and it's certainly more important than quantity. In most of my relationships, I am happier and better off when we spend some good quality time between half an hour and an hour of time a day and then I don't care if I see you the rest of the day. So I mean, that's how not romantic I am. I'm just like, let's spend some quality time and go away. So the thing about quality time is theoretically – it means that time you're actually engaging in some kind of experience together with your partner. So things like sitting on the couch watching TV or reading a book wouldn't really be considered quality time because the time that you're spending together is actually focused on other activities and not with the time that you're spending together. Now, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that there is value in being able to sit on a couch and read separately. I think that is an important part of a relationship. Maybe it's not the romance part of it, but it's certainly the comfortability that you have in situations like that is really important, too. So quality time talks about, you know, the spending time working together and, and participating in an activity together. But I don't want to ignore the idea that you can also, with your partner, enjoy your time, even if you're not focused solely on each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a, I think that's a really good point is can you like work in the same room together? You're sitting on the couch and holding hands or snuggled up and watching TV. I mean, that, can, that definitely contributes to a solid relationship. Yeah, so another potential love language or something that makes you well up with love inside is receiving gifts. Some people really like to receive gifts from their partner. They feel loved when they do receive gifts. This can be an indication that someone's thinking about me, especially when it's a surprise gift. It can be powerful for somebody who feels loved when they receive gifts. Yeah, that's actually the, the lowest one on my love languages one. It, it practically doesn't register at all. Uh, but I know that some people really like that. And then like a, another love language is acts of service. 
that's when you do something for your partner or some people really feel the romance, really feel the love from their partners when their partner does something for them, like little acts of service, like making them breakfast or running an errand for them. You know, those kinds of things, those acts of service that really help you with your day can really make you feel loved if that is your primary love language. And one of the top ones for me, I think, is physical touch. Being physically connected to your partner is indicative of love in some ways. Some people like to express their love that way. Some people like to have love expressed to them that way. And that's holding hands, kissing, hugging, and uh, everything else that you could potentially do physically with a partner is included in this physical touch aspect of love. And I think that for a lot of people that plays into it and it's a big deal for them. It's like less of a big deal for me, but I understand that there are lots of people who like that. And so it's important if your partner likes to be touched that you go ahead and figure out how you can do that. Because really, honestly, once you understand these love languages, it's not enough for you to understand your own. Uh, the real point of this is to write, learn your partner's love language so that you can provide that for your partner so that you can help each other. If you're looking for a little more romance, starting with your partner's love language and seeing what really makes them happy and what makes them feel good is probably a good place to start. Yeah, it's absolutely worth a discussion with your partner to try to determine what what each of your love languages are, not only just the top ones, but how everything ranks for you yourself and for your partner. And then that way you can communicate your love in a way that's going to make your relationship stronger and everyone, this different interpretation of romance will all understand it and then we'll have a much better way to communicate and share that romance and romantic feelings with your partner. You kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier when you talked about, you know, when we're talking about quality time and spending time with your partner and being comfortable with them. Before we get into this big romance thing, a big sweeping gesture of romance every six months probably isn't going to keep the relationship on solid ground. It's probably going to create a lot of drama. So sometimes it's the little things that help you build your relationship long term. And then when you have that solid foundation, then you can keep injecting the romance. Because romance, right, romance is is a little different than that long-term thing, right? <laughs> At least in my mind. What about you, Harlan? Do you, yeah, see, well, do you see romance in a long-term relationship? I mean, a romance can help a long-term relationship, but if all you have are random acts of romance every couple of months, I mean, is that really building a relationship foundation? No, what you said about the little things is true. I think it helps keeping in mind, going back to the love languages, exactly what little things that you can do that fit into what speaks to your partner. And if it is words of affirmation, then saying I love you often is always good. For someone who appreciates the physical contact, touching them, holding hands, or just otherwise being physical without, you know, without any, any need to, for that to lead to sex, because a lot of times, you know, we just assume that any kind of physical touch is meant to lead to sex, but it doesn't always have to. That's certainly romantic as well. Keep in mind these little things on a day-to-day -day basis instead of worrying about doing some grand gesture for your anniversary or Valentine's Day or those special occasions. The little things add to the romance quite a bit. And of course, you still want to enjoy special occasions, you know, go away on vacation once in a while, take a trip or go somewhere outside of uh, your home for a little bit, like a hotel room, if you're just going away somewhere or if you're kind of a staycation type of thing in your own town as well. 
these are all things that you can still do on an infrequent basis, but keep up the small things in the short term as well. And all of that works together to build up this romantic relationship that will last a long time. Now, what if you're doing these things that you are building that relationship and you are moving forward and, you know, you do, you do the things, you know, every day. So you start to fall into this pattern where you're just like, I love you. And you just say, I love you every day. And, you know, you sit on the couch and hold hands while you're watching TV and you, you kind of just like get into this rut, right? Where it feels like it's rote. You know, even though you're saying these things and doing these things every day, it just, it starts to feel more like, it, it just starts to feel, you know, like you're getting stuck in a rut and you're just doing them because you're doing them. So how can you start sparking the romance and make sure that you kind of inject a little spice in there on occasion? Yeah, well, I think changing it up is a good thing. You don't want to get stuck in a rut. You don't want to be expressing yourself the same way all the time. Find different ways to do it. Find different if if it's uh, if it's words, find different words to say. I bet you haven't written a poem to your partner in a long time, if ever. If your partner enjoys words of affirmation or just words in general, that would be very much appreciated. Express things differently. Make make a video even. Send a video to your partner that is not sexting. Just send a regular video. <laughs> of yourself talking and expressing yourself to your partner. There are lots of different ideas and different things that you can do to just change it up. It doesn't have to be the same. If you're used to sitting on the couch holding hands watching TV, like you said, and you haven't been out to a movie theater in a while, go to the movies. That's a small change that you can do that isn't terribly expensive because, of course, you want to save some money while you're doing everything, too, because being financially smart is a good way to make a relationship last a long time as well. So go to the movies or go on a double date, see some friends. There's so many things that you can do to just go take your routine and shift it just a little bit. Shift it by doing something else. Shift it by changing the times that you do it. Shift it by changing the location. There are so many, so many things just to add some variables in there. So you're not doing the same thing day after day. Yeah, I like how you mentioned like shifting and doing something out of the ordinary. On occasion, obviously, you can't do this all the time, especially if we're trying to be, you know, financially responsible. Do something like get a hotel room in your city and spend the night outside of your routine. That can be kind of a fun way to get out of there a little bit. We have a little theme hotel thing here in town, and that's the sort of thing that could be really fun, right? They've got a big, deep jetted tub, you throw in a bath bomb, and and kind of just enjoy each other's company in a new setting just for a night and do that, you know, a couple times a year to kind of give you something to look forward to and give your relationship a little bit of a boost. Yeah, and anything surprising, and, and take your partner by surprise in, in ways that they'll appreciate. A kiss that is unexpected is, is always well-received. Small but thoughtful gift if your partner is one who love communication is about receiving a gift. A small gift that is not planned can be very helpful to spice things up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And doing something like get some nice smelling massage oil and give each other massages. I mean, that's a thing that I think a lot of us kind of overlook a lot of the time that sometimes it's just these simple things like foot rub or hand massage or, or whatever, you know, especially if your partner likes the physical touch, kind of look for ways to just 
add that a little bit in there. And that can be a fun way to express how you feel and also uh, do something a little bit that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mentioned a poem before, but maybe you don't need to be that literary and go just for a short love note. Just just, just leave a note for your partner where you know they'll see it and it can express yourself in a way that your partner will appreciate. And uh, that's a that's a nice surprise that goes a long way. Just think back to when your mom used to do it in your lunches at school. Sure, it might have embarrassed you when you were in fourth grade and your lunch bag opened up and everybody saw it. Sure, that's embarrassing, but it's different when you're adults like we supposedly are, and we can certainly appreciate a note of love from the one who loves us. Yeah, and another thing is, you know, consider just sending a quick text during the day. One thing you do want to watch out for, though, when you're sending those fun little texts is take into account where your partner might be, because the last thing that they need to do is like be sitting in a meeting or sitting next to you or something next to somebody like their boss, and you send them a nudie. And so then they're here at work with people surrounding them and to be careful. Yeah, you want to know what kind of situation your partner's in. And although you think it might be a little sexy to do something like that, when you know your partner is not in the right environment for it, it can also backfire pretty harshly. So just be cognizant of that and try to get the timing right. So now that we have some ideas for sparking that romance and moving forward, what are some of the do nows? What are some things that you should do right now to get started? Well, I think one of the first things you can do with your partner together as a team is each of you take the the love language quiz. And of course, we'll have we have a link to that on our website, love language quiz. These internet quizzes may not always be so accurate, but at least it'll give you a little bit of a starting point. You'll understand yourself and your partner a little bit more to figure out exactly some of the things that you can do to communicate your love and be romantic in a way that will have the most impact on your partner, which is which is what we all want to do. Yeah, and kind of along with that, take the information that you learn about your partner and use it to do one thing this week. Try and use it to do one thing for them this week. Sure. So, for example, if your partner's love language is physical touch, why don't you arrange to meet them at some time that you wouldn't normally see your partner? Go for a walk and hold hands or do something else that you might want to do in a private area. It's up to you. You know, that's just an example of one thing you can do to communicate using your partner's language. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of along with that, take some time to set a date with your partner for next week and plan something a little out of the ordinary that you guys can look forward to. And that kind of ups the anticipation. We do have a listener question. It says, I love romance and flirty fun, but my partner is less romantically inclined. How do I get her interested in spicing things up for a better relationship? I'm going to let you take that. Well, uh, you can't force anybody to be interested in anything, but you can talk about your needs and you can talk about your partner's needs, her needs, and find out those things where you can match up a little better. Because it sounds like the listener communicates in one way, flirty fun are the words chosen here, you know, the partner is less of a flirt. So there are probably other things. So I think it goes back to figuring out what are those things that your partner likes and feels romantic about. It might not be about flirting, which is how a lot of people communicate their affections for people, but not everybody does. Some people just like being talked to like an adult. (laughs) Some people prefer that. So that's important too. 
you have to figure out exactly what works for your partner and find a way to do that instead of trying to get her to be interested in something that you are interested in, but she, you know, she's clearly not interested in that type of communication. It's uh, getting down to it and just figuring out how you work well together and those things that you can enjoy together. All right. So if you have any questions for us, you can ask us at adulting.tv slash ask, and you can subscribe to this podcast at adulting.tv. And in fact, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just go to adulting.tv slash iTunes and subscribe immediately. Of course, we've got a YouTube channel as well and Facebook. We're on Facebook. You can join our community at the hashtag adulting community. And until next week, remember to behave like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.